I spent the last 10 years teaching corporate America leadership and teamwork. Now, I've left my 9 to 5 job to help as many people as possible become leaders in their work and personal lives. Some say leaders are born, but I say they're built. This podcast is the beginning of my mission to create change on a massive scale. Join me and follow along as we explore leadership, teamwork, and growth together. My name is Brian Rollo, and this is Lead with Impact. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Lead with Impact. I am Brian Rollo, and I am super excited to have you with me today. So, the other day I was cleaning out the basement, and I stumbled across a pile of papers that I hadn't looked at in a long time. And there was one letter I found, which I wrote about 22 years ago. And I don't really remember writing the letter at all. But as I read it, the circumstances started to come back to me a little bit. It seems I had bought a pair of shoes 22 years ago at a local store and brought them home. And within a few days, the polish started to come off. The finish started to come off. Maybe they were chipping. I can't remember exactly what it was. But the shoes were obviously defective, and I brought them back just after a few days to the store, and the clerk said they were not authorized to give a refund. And I said, okay, who can I speak to? You'll have to speak to the manager. The manager is not here. So I left and came back uh, a day or two later when the manager was going to be there and showed them the shoes again and asked for my money back. And the manager sort of hemmed and hawed and said they'd have to look at it and talk to corporate. And I left and waited to hear back from them. Never heard back after a few more days, so I called again, stopped by, and eventually, basically, they just told me that I was out of luck, even though I'd only bought the shoes maybe a week or so before that I was out the money, and they were not going to do anything about it. So I was so upset, apparently, this time that I typed out a letter. I think actually using a typewriter back then. I typed out a letter to this company and put all this down in writing and told them how angry I was and how bad their customer service was and the fact that I would never do business with them again. Sent this letter off, made a copy for my records, put it in storage, and never looked at it again until 22 years later when I found it the other day. So the funny thing is, I do feel comfortable in this case sharing the name of the company. It was a company called Kenny Shoes. And the reason I feel comfortable sharing that story is because they went bankrupt and folded a couple of years later. And they are no longer around. So why do I share this story? Because it really plays into the topic that I wanted to talk about today and build on from yesterday's podcast. So if you were ever to come into one of my three-day leadership seminars, uh, you would see that we sit everybody down, we go around and see, talk a little bit about who everybody is, get introductions. And the first thing I do is I walk up to a flip chart and I say something like this. We're going to be together for three days. We're going to talk a lot of, about a lot of different things. We're going to cover a lot of different topics. But I can tell you the heart of what we're going to talk about in five minutes. And I write one word on that flip chart. And I say, this word is what these three days are all about. And that word is simply accountability. Now, I know it's not a fun word. I know when I talk about accountability, it doesn't sound like something people are excited to talk about. But I tell you that I've come to learn through all the people I've worked with and my own 
experience that accountability is one of the three keys of leadership, and especially when it comes to management in a workplace setting. You see, we all want results. We all want to be great leaders. All of our team members want to do good. Everybody wants great results. But sometimes we lack the discipline to hold ourselves accountable for getting those results, or we don't even know what to hold ourselves accountable to. And so we try and we flail and we work really hard some days and some other days we don't do as much. And we don't have that level of accountability that is necessary to achieve great things. You see, we would all like results without accountability. I would like results without accountability, but it just doesn't work that way for the most part. There has to be some accountability in all forms of leadership and especially in the workplace setting. So, When you try to lead without accountability, what happens? Well, you're going to see a lack of results. And you tend to see these recurring problems. So I've worked with so many managers who come to me and they say, Brian, I've got this problem. And I'll ask them what the problem is. And they'll say something like, I've got this employee and she does this or he does that. And they just won't stop. And I don't know how to make them stop. And I'll ask them, how long has this been going on that this person has had this problem? And they'll say, usually a month, two months, three months, six months, a year, five years. I've heard longer than that. The managers have been dealing with people who have the same performance problems over and over again. And then I'll say, have you ever talked to them about it? And usually they'll say, well, yeah, I talked to them about it six months ago. I talked to them about it a year ago. And did they change? No. Did you do anything about it? No. (laughs) And where's the problem lie? It lies in a lack of accountability. So I really found that almost any management problem can be traced back to a lack of accountability. And the flip side of that coin is that every problem can be solved to some degree by introducing a culture of accountability. And I came to realize that, again, that's really the key, one of the three keys to everything, is just having that culture of accountability and trying to really understand that your value as a leader is measured by the results of your team. So why do I say that? Because sometimes we want to think that we're a great manager without great results. I've spoken to so many people, and I was even guilty of this myself, who we think we're good. We think we know all the management techniques, we know the styles, and we know everything to do, but the results of our teams aren't there. So you think you're an outstanding manager, but your team keeps underperforming, and you automatically assume that it's somebody else's fault. But when you introduce the culture of accountability, you realize accountability starts at the top. And there is no such thing as a great manager with a poor performing team, at least not over a manner of time. You know, if you look at a football coach, a football team has, what, 53 players, active players, maybe 70 players total. And what happens if you've got a football coach that doesn't win any games? He might get a little leeway, but sooner or later, that coach is going to be held responsible. And it'd be really hard for a coach of a team that didn't win any games to go around telling people he was a great coach, simply because the results that he's producing, the results of his team, don't bear that out. 
And it's the same with us as managers. We have to hold ourselves accountable to the results that our team is producing and realizing that's not our team's results, those are our results. And again, start that culture of accountability from the top. And so the plan is you have to realize that accountability is crucial, but also that accountability is a process, not an event. You know, one of the worst things a manager can do is come to a seminar or go to a training and go back to a culture that previously had very little accountability and slam their fist on the desk and say, tomorrow we're going to have accountability and expect to go from zero to 65 and that everything's going to change the next day. It doesn't quite work like that. And usually when people do that, it peters out after a few days. It just doesn't last. Accountability is something you have to build. You have to start building in and get people to buy into that. And once they do, once they buy into that culture of accountability, you are going to start to see the results that come from it. So how do you do that? How do you get people to buy into that culture of accountability? How do you get people who have been unaccountable for a long time to start to hold themselves accountable and to realize that they're going to be held accountable for the results they produce. Well, we realize, have to realize a couple of things, and that is that most people either consciously or subconsciously want a degree of accountability, especially in the workplace when people go, people want to be part of high-performing teams. Very few people want to go into a team and have it be mediocre, or they or do they want to produce results that are mediocre? Over the time, when you've got a culture where accountability isn't featured, people will adjust to that, and they will adjust to not producing great results. But very few people want people want to achieve great things. They are looking to the top. They are looking to their leader to instill that culture of accountability and produce great results. So what's the first step? If you're listening today and you say, Brian, I, I want to instill this culture of accountability, what's the first step? The first step is you. The first step is always you. The first step is defining the metrics that are most important to you. I say, think about what are, when you list all the aspects of your job, what's the most important 20%? What's the most important 20% that if you stop doing it today, things would go south immediately? What do the people who look to you and measure your performance expect you to do the most? What are they holding you the most accountable for? And then start to hold yourself accountable, first and foremost, to achieving those results. And without the excuse of it's somebody else's fault if it doesn't happen. I have a coffee shop that I like to go to. And not too long ago, I drove by and I could tell there was a new person there. And I went through the drive-thru, and they were sort of rude to me. Maybe not rude, rude, but sort of that apathetic rude. The sort of, I don't care, rude. The sort of, I'd rather be anywhere but here, rude. And really sort of half-hearted when they gave me my coffee. And I, I was sort of surprised by that because I wasn't used to it. But then I drove by a couple days later, and that same person was there. And I got the same attitude. And then I drove by the next week and got the same person and still got the apathetic attitude. And after a while, when you see this pattern, you start to realize maybe it isn't this person's fault. Well, it is their fault to a degree because they're doing it, but really they are only able to do it because somewhere above them, somebody a, either isn't paying attention 
or B doesn't care enough to make a change. So that lack of accountability problem comes from the top. So as a leader, you have to go first. You have to set that pattern. You have to show that you are holding yourself accountable so that others give you that permission to hold them accountable. And once you get to that point, you can start to install that culture of accountability, mixing in with the other two parts of the model, which we'll talk about in coming days. So that's our time for today. I appreciate you being with me. And you can find me at www.brianrollo.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-R-O-L-L-O.com. Or Brian at brianrollo.com. And from that website, you can see my uh, links to Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Feel free to connect me with me at any or all of those places. And I look forward to hearing from you. And I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Go out, have an impact, and have a great day.